Hello, and welcome to episode 13 of Catching Up to Everyone. I am your host, Brian Janot, and as usual, I want to take this time to thank you for listening to my podcast. I was very tempted to open this up with a, this is 13! I I don't know who would get that reference. <laughs> um, but that reference is, is not what we're doing a show on tonight. Um, today's show is going to be on favorite concert DVDs slash VHS slash Laserdiscs. I was thinking about doing favorite music DVDs, but I wanted to make it specific about concerts. I have some favorite music documentaries, but tonight I'm going to be sharing just five of some of my favorite concert DVDs. I think this is going to be a fun episode. Um, then this is also another episode where we can add more and, and do another one in the future because I have so many of these <laughs> in my collection still to this day. Um, I just we did four episodes in a row about what I think are some of the perfect albums, and in this episode we're going to be talking about some of what I think are the best concert DVDs that you can watch. Um, the one thing I noticed about these five in particular is that four, but really three for the most part, um, extend from a band's early days all the way up into their latest album at this time. So you get a whole show with their whole discography basically represented, which I think makes for a really cool moment, just a really cool um, concert experience. Of course, nothing beats the live show. Nothing beats the live experience. But when you can't be there, these are some great DVDs to watch that really put you in the room. Um, in fact, pretty much all these, with the exception of one, the crowd is just on fire. That always helps as far as being a spectator. It kind of pulls you in more. Um, so we're going to go over five of my favorite concert DVDs. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let's get to it. Catching up to everyone. 13. The first concert DVD I'll be talking about today will be Rush in Rio. This is a live concert performed by Rush, one of my favorite bands. Um, recorded live in Rio de Janeiro at the Maracanã Stadium on November 23rd, 2002. Um, there's several reasons why I chose this. One of the first reasons being I was, I never disliked Rush, but I was never a Rush fan. I knew of them. Um, at one point in time, I owned a greatest hits, but you know, I was so used to hearing the songs on the radio for whatever reason, I never like dived into Rush. I think part of the reason may have been when I was younger, Rush was always one of those bands that we were told you can't listen to because they're new age and blah, blah, blah. But I was in my early 20s when I was at my local Circuit City, <laughs> back when they were still around, and I saw this DVD sitting here, Rush and Rio, and this was their newest album at the time. And I listened to a couple tracks, and the first thing I noticed right away was just how loud the crowd was in the mix. So... I listened to a couple songs and said, you know what, I'm going to check this out. So I bought the DVD, and I was so glad I did, because this was 
in some ways better than owning a greatest hits because there's a lot of deeper cuts that Rush went through with their set list. Um, and 40,000 people attended this concert. And this was an insane crowd from the beginning all the way through the end. I mean, they were they were there for every moment of this concert. Everybody there was just seemed so happy that the band was playing. Um, one of the cool things, there's a little documentary that comes with this DVD. There's a two-disc set. And the night before this show, there was a... Rush played all these outdoor concerts in Brazil, and they played to this through this torrential downpour like it was just pouring the entire show and so all their equipment was wet and it was you know stuff needed to be dried and so the day of the show they didn't really have much of a sound check because they just had so much time spent in making sure that the equipment was okay nothing was damaged everything was gonna be fine so it was really like kind of a touch and go situation for the band. Like, what are we going to do? And it turns out everything was great. And they got up there and just played this tremendous show. It's, it's a great concert DVD, 27 songs. There's two sets and an encore. The band at this point in time, uh, Vapor Trails was the newest album. This was an album that was released shortly after Neil Peart came back to Rush. Neil Peart left Rush for a while um, following the deaths of his daughter and then his wife. His daughter died in a car accident and his wife died a few years after that to cancer. And there's an incredible book called Ghost Writer that I highly recommend you read, written by Neil Peart. Neil Peart was just a fantastic lyricist, just a fantastic writer. And Ghost Writer is a great book just chronicling that time in his life where he was just going through so much grief. He literally, and he was able to do this, you know, Neil saved his money and he was smart with his money. When his wife passed, he just plotted this trip and just kind of kept going on a motorcycle, just drove, drove through Canada, through the United States, through parts of Mexico, and just through this time kind of found solace and found healing and shortly after his trip was over, he, you know, he was staying in touch with the guys throughout that trip, but he was mostly through letters. And this is uh, mentioned in the Rush documentary that came out. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on it right now. I'm I'm a bad podcast host. <laughs> um, Beyond the Lighted Stage, I think it is. It's the the one the documentary that came out. I want to say around 2011, 2012 great documentary about Rush. And shortly after this, they, they worked on Vapor Trails, and this was the tour. So, like, these fans are just so excited to have the band there because a lot of bands don't play South America too often. So, let's go into the set list a little bit. I'm not going to give a review of every single song, but I'm just going to go over the songs and kind of point out some highlights. Um, started off with Tom Sawyer, of course, the, a big song, into Distant Early Warning, which is a track from, oh my gosh, why am I having such a rough night tonight? <laughs> uh, Dis uh, Distant Early Warning, what's the album with Red Sector A? Uh, I should edit this out, but I'm not going to. 
Oh, shoot. <laughs> Let me look this up. I, I apologize. Do do do. What's the album after Signals? Why can't I? I should know this. I'm a horrible Rush fan. I should have this memorized. I usually do. Grace under pressure. I knew it was three words. <laughs> Distant early warning into New World Man from Signals. Roll the bones. Earth shine. So so just right here. One two three four five five songs, and you're getting mid eighties Rush into early nineties Rush into early two thousand Rush. Earth shine being a, a, at that point in time a new song off of their newest album Vapor, Vapor Trails. Into YYZ, which is back to moving pictures. The Pass and Bravado, which are off of Presto and Roll the Bones, which are early 90s Rush. The Big Money, early 80s. I'm sorry, mid-80s. Off the Power Windows album. Then you get The Trees and Free Will, Closer to the Heart, and Natural Science. So late 70s, early 80s Rush. Just in that one set. Um, fantastic set. Some great natural science is always a cool song live. The trees was cool. Um, you're getting, you know, really hard rock and progressive rush with the eighties focus on the synthesizers and less on, you know, the strong bass. You're getting a whole lot of different eras of rush, but the songs all work together and the crowd is just there for all of this. Not to mention Throughout this uh, this concert, there's just great li uh, light show that goes on. They have the, um, not the curtain, but they have the screen in the back with the videos that go with everything. It's just a phenomenal show. Which then goes into their second, they take a break, they go into their second set. They start off with One Little Victory off their newest album, Vapor Trails at the time. Driven, which is off of... Test for Echo, um, which is the album that comes out before Vapor Trails. Back to Vapor Trails with Ghost Rider and Secret Touch. So they're not afraid to throw newer stuff in there as well. Then we go back to Dreamline, which is early 90s. Red Sector A from Grace Under Pressure. Leave That Thing Alone. Into O Batterista, which is a drum solo. And it's an incredible drum solo. It's like a 12-15 minute drum solo with Neil Peart basically telling a story through the drum solo, about different drum styles that he can do, and playing with two different kits. <laughs> he's got an electronic kit behind him, and he's got his uh, regular kit in front of him. And throughout the show, he'll play one or the other, and the, it's uh, they do a great thing with this, the drum set spinning around, so he's always facing the audience. From that, we get Resist. We get an acoustic version of Resist from Test for Echo, which is really beautiful. Into the 2112 Overture from 2112. Then we get Limelight, La Via Strangiato, and The Spirit of Radio. So again, early 80s, late 70s. And then we get an encore medley of Bytor and the Snow Dog from... Um, I was going to say Free Will, but that's not the album. It's from... Uh, Fly by night. My apologies. Man, it's been a long day. <laughs> and the medley is by Torn the Snow Dog and then Cygnus X1 and then Working Man. So early rush. And it's a fantastic concert. 
Um, Getty Lee sounds great the whole show. His playing, Alex Lyson's playing, Neil's playing. The band is just hitting on all cylinders. They're at this point in time, they've been around for almost thirty years as a as a trio. They're just so tight. The crowd is insane. Just they are like the fourth member of Rush in this show. Just great songs. It stretches their entire discography. Um, it's shot really well too. The sound is really good. Um, for an early two thousands DVD concert DVD, they did a really good job with the mix. It's just um, great, great concert DVD. I highly recommend it. If you're a Rush fan, chances are you already own it. If you're new to Rush or interested in Rush, I think this would be a great investment because you get pretty much all the Rush. You get, I believe you, you pretty much get a song from almost every album at that point. With the exception of Caress of Steel, I think you get one from every... Uh, nope, Hold Your Fire is not represented. But you get 70s, 80s, 90s, early 2000 Rush. You get all of it. It's a great concert. I highly recommend it. Our second concert DVD we'll be talking about will be from my favorite band, Shocker, <laughs> Dream Theater. The question is, which one? Because Dream Theater has a lot of live concert DVDs. Um, I'm going to choose what I think is probably their best. And again, kind of going with a little theme here of um, a, a concert that kind of shares songs from an entire discography. If I had to choose one Dream Theater live concert DVD, I would choose Score, which was recorded in Radio City Music Hall in New York City. April 1st, 2006, or as James Labrie says, Radio City Music Hall in New York City! <laughs> this concert was, um, <laughs> this concert was a part of Dream Theater's 20th anniversary world tour. Um, this show and every concert in this tour features one song from each album, with the exception being songs from their newest album at the time, which was Octavarium, and their encore. I posted on my Dream Theater episode, episode 2 of Catching Up to Everyone, how I had seen the band um, several times. I had been to a show during this tour when they played in Chicago at the Congress Theater. It was incredible. The band sounded so good, and James's vocals were so good. Um, and they sound great in this show too, which tells me that he really took care of himself this entire tour. I mean, he was just, he was hitting those high notes, man. Like, like there were nothing. It was great. Um, again, so this, this show is really cool. Um, great video work. It's recorded well, sounds great. So let's go into the set list again. So the band starts off with one song, two songs from their newest album at the time, which was Octavarium, which was their eighth studio album, their studio LP, I should say. They start off with The Root of All Evil and I Walk Beside You, which are two very cool songs. The first one's a very hard hitting metal song. The second one is a straightforward, almost U2-ish kind of vibe. It's a really great song. 
sounds great. And this is another album, another DVD where the crowd is just really alive. The crowd is like all in with with singing along. You just look, you just see people just really get into this. So then track three, they go back to their early days when they were Majesty with the song Another One into Afterlife. And to Under a Glass Moon. So we're just going album to album to album. Um, Afterlife was uh, featured on the album When Dream and Day Unite, which was their debut album, then Images and Words. And then Innocence Faded, which was more of a B-side song that rarely ever got played live, so it was great to hear them play that one off of Awake. Then they play Raise the Knife, which was actually never released it was part of the falling into infinity album um it was recorded during those that album sessions but it was never released on falling into infinity so it was a very interesting choice but the crowd seems to be into the song it's it's a cool song but it's kind of it's one of those moments where like you could tell there are some diehards that knew what the song was through bootlegs and everything and then there's everyone else who's kind of like feeling it out, kind of figuring out what the song's about. And it works, it's a cool song, which then goes into The Spirit Carries On from uh, Scenes from a Memory, which is just a beautiful, strong ballad. We then get the end of uh, their first set, we get a little break. Then their second set on this album, what makes this such a cool experience as well, is that the second set features a live orchestra. So now Dream Theater is playing these songs with the live orchestra, just gives them a whole different feel. Um, these are songs that feature either an orchestra or orchestration through the keyboards. So it's it's not like it's not exactly jarring to hear these songs with an orchestra. It's not like you know Kiss <laughs> playing with a live orchestra where you're like what or Metallica S and M where it's it's feels like a gimmick but it's kind of cool but you're also like whoa what. So, it, it these songs work with an orchestra, but it's it's cool just to have the, that live element as well. They they play six degrees of inner turbulence, the entire song, which is a forty two minute song that's split up into eight different tracks. They play uh, vacant, which is a short track from Train of Thought. Um, the answer lies within and Sacrifice Sons and Octavarium. All three of those songs are from Octavarium. So they end with this 22-24 minute epic Octavarium. And then for the encore, we get Metropolis Part 1, which is part of Images and Words. Um, it's a great DVD. The band sounds incredible. Um, you will notice, especially on the second set with the live orchestra, you will hear like some feedback at times. I mean, it's it's live. You can't, you can't always fix that. Um, it doesn't... To me, that stuff doesn't really detract from the experience. It kind of just makes makes you realize these people are human, like stuff happens. But overall, again, if you're new to Dream Theater, this is the DVD I would recommend. It's This came at a time in the band's history where they were really starting to become like names in the metal community. This is right before they got signed to Roadrunner Records, before they really, you know, became more mainstream or recognized, I should say, main in the mainstream. Um, 
fantastic DVD, fantastic record. There's also, for these albums, there's a CD as well. So if you maybe you don't want to sit and watch a DVD, you can buy the CD and you'll still feel and hear that the crowd and the power of the songs. Um, great DVD. I highly recommend it. Our third entry into our favorite concert DVDs will be Devin Townsend. Um, again, which one? Because Devin has released a few live DVD sets. This one was going to be probably the most unique. And again, there's a little theme going here as far as live concerts that feature almost an entire discography. And in that case, we're going to go to Devin Townsend Presents The Retinal Circus. This will feature Devin Townsend on vocals and guitar, Dave Young on guitar, Brian Waddle, Beave on bass, and Ryan Van Puderoyen on drums. So this is the Devin Townsend Project lineup, um, but it's just called Devin Townsend Presents The Retinal Circus. This was recorded live at Roundhouse in London, England, to sold-out 5,000 fans on October 27th, 2012. This concert um, was in the production-slash-planning stages for about a year. Um, Devin had this idea um, about a, it's basically a concert-slash-musical with you know live actors and dancers and performers going on. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on the stage <laughs> with video and it all works together um this is <laughs> yes yeah, so i i'm not gonna be able to really explain the story basically what the story is to this concert the band is playing and then there's this stuff going on it's busy um about a young man and a journey through his subconscious while he's sleeping is basically what most of this concert is about. And then they use, Devin uses some of his songs from his discography to tell this story. Um, Steve Vai serves as the narrator for this event. Steve Vai and Devin Townsend have worked together on Steve's um, Sex and Religion album. That's how Devin basically got his big break into music. And so it's great to see Steve as a part of Devin's legacy still to this day. Um, their relationship was contentious for a while, but Devin admits it, and even his podcast, that a lot of that was his own trip. Um, just kind of figuring out, you know, being this wide-eyed, bushy-tailed kid from Vancouver, all of a sudden now being in, you know, this rock and roll band in Los Angeles and, you know, dealing with all that, and Steve Vai being this, you know, name and this incredible player and all that stuff. So it was great to see Steve as a part of this. Um, and this is also the first time that uh, Devin Townsend would play Strapping Young Lad songs in his set since the breakup of that band, Strapping Young Lad. For those of you who don't know, Devin Townsend was part of this industrial-ish metal band, Strapping Young Lad. Just insanely heavy, like, sarcastic, just awesome heavy band. And the band broke up, and Devin focused more on his solo material, and... There's twice on this concert where Devin would play with Jed Simon from Strapping Young Lad as a guest guitarist for those two songs. So let's talk about this set list. <laughs> Devin would choose songs from most of his solo albums. Um, 
there are some albums such as Teria and Accelerate Evolution, um, Key, and Ghost, which got no love. <laughs> there are no songs from those albums featured in the set list, but you still have, or Ocean, no, no, Life, Life is from Ocean Machine. So yeah, that that's the albums represented. But um, so all the albums that are have at least one song featured in this concert are Ocean Machine, Biomech, which would be basically his debut as a solo artist, Infinity, Physicist, and we jump over to Synchestra. This doesn't count like his um, noisy um, electronic stuff. So um, we said Synchestra, Zeltoy the Omniscient, Addicted, Deconstruction, and Epicloud. Epicloud was the newest album at that time. So that's what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight albums are represented, which is a good stretch. It's a good representation of, Devin's Town of Devin Townsend's discography. So again, if I were to recommend any one of Devin's live DVDs, this would be it. You get the crazy show <laughs> with the dancers and the, the the video, the accompanies everything. You get guest vocals and you get guests playing with Annika Van Gieren, um doing vocals. So here's the set list. It starts off with Effervescent slash True North, which is off of Epicloud, the newest album at the time. Lucky Animals off of Epicloud. And then I'm not going to really be able to go through and explain how these songs work with the story, but basically like you get the Planet of the Apes and then Truth and War where now this guy's subconscious thinking about like how humans react to each other, then we have war, and then it, it's it's crazy. Like, I can't justify it. You, you gotta watch it. So you get Planet of the Apes from Deconstruction. So you're getting, like, it's heavy metal music. Um, so there's progressive elements to it as well. Deconstruction, which is from Planet of the Apes, is just a really heavy, just almost death metal-y album. But then you get Truth and War, which are for earlier stuff, which is heavier, but more melodic, soul-driven. Then you get Planet Smasher, which is from Ziltoy the Omniscient, which in and of itself is a <laughs> concept album about an alien who is looking for the Earth to give him its best cup of coffee, and if they don't, then he'll destroy the planet. And so it that's its own crazy great story. <laughs> then you get Baby Song... You get Vampoka and Vampira. Then you get Addicted. All these are like heavy melodic songs. But then you get Color Your World and The Greys, which are more proggy from Ziltoy the Omniscient. And then we get a break. And then our second set starts off with acoustic songs. You get an acoustic version of Hyperdrive, which is actually featured on both Ziltoy the Omniscient and Addicted. But this is the, like, the Addicted version. And you get Ea from... Um, Addicted, which is just a beautiful, cool, acoustic song. Then you get Where We Belong from Epicloud, which is a more new-agey, <laughs> heavy, melodic song. Then you get Detox from Strapping Young Lad. And like I said, this is the first time since the breakup of Strapping Young Lad where Devin would play these songs live. And you get Jed Simon coming on stage. And the crowd is just like, the crowd goes nuts. 
because you get this heavy, just punch you in the face song after we get these lighter songs. <laughs> it's just a cool moment of seeing Jed play with Devin and Devin seemingly enjoying his moment on stage and singing these songs again. So cool. Then you get Bended Like Bender, which is just this big kind of party song, heavy and fun. You get Life and Kingdom, heavy melodic. Then you get Jular, which is, again, from Deconstruction, just death. <laughs> heavy, heavy death. That's <laughs> our old drummer used to say, Pat. Shout out to Pat Craddy. Heavy, heavy death. <laughs> then you get Love, which is the second strapping lad. And then you get this moment during Love where... You see Jed Simon on stage while he's playing, like getting emotional. Cause he knows like this is a moment. Like this isn't happening again. Like the way Strappy Young Lad broke up, you know, it was it was rough for some of those guys. Um and you could tell like he was really like just happy to be there. And it's just a such a cool moment. So so cool. Then we get Colonial Boy and Grace to end it. Grace is this big epic choiry heavy song it's great and then we get encore which is little pig which is a b-side from epicloud and it's kind of like that is set up like like the the guy who was the actor of the, the the all this he was like he invites his friends over and everyone kind of comes over and hangs out and then the band plays during this like kind of hangout session it's it's really cool it's a very cool interesting live concert and i did not mention i should have mentioned times so all three of these we mentioned so far russian rio it's like two and a half hours almost three hour show dream theater score that's an almost three hour show and the retinal circus it's about two and a half hours and with the retinal circus this is actually split up into two discs so you get the first set on one disc and the second set on another um, so if you want to do both, you can, if you're in the mood just to have, just watch one set, that's a cool way of experiencing this too. I prefer to try to watch both if that's possible, but this is just another great concert. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's interesting. It's great music. Um, if you're into Devin Townsend or interested in Devin Townsend, Highly recommend this. If you can find the DVD online, go get it. I believe there's also several different versions that are released with DVD and CD, or just CD, or just DVD. Find one. Doesn't matter. They're great. Highly recommend it. Number four. Our selection for favorite concert DVDs is going to be a band that we just talked about on the last episode, episode 12 of Catching Up to Everyone. This is Saver Machine, live in Deutschland. Now, this is 1995. There are two live in Deutschland DVDs that Saver Machine made. The first one was 1995, which featured songs from their first two albums, Saver Machine 1 and Saver Machine 2. And then the second one was, I believe, recorded, ooh, I believe it was 2002. Um, and that... DVD features songs from the Legend Trilogy, um, Legends Part 1, 2, and 3. Um, but we are going to focus on the first Live in Deutschland, because I do not own the second one. And I, it's just one of those things that has eluded me. I don't know why. 
But this first one I, I have, and I've had this for years. Um, hmm, I believe I... Hmm, did I get this? I believe I got this before I saw them live for the first time. Could be wrong about that. Because I saw them live in 1998. I believe I bought this in 1997. But I could be wrong about that too. Maybe early 98. Either way, this was recorded live in Owen, Germany on March 25th, 1995. So you have Eric Clayton on vocals, Jeff Clayton on guitar, Dean Forsyth on bass, Nathan Van Halla on keyboards, and Jason Hart on drums. This is the Saber Machine 2 lineup. So this is before Dean left and Charlie Cooper became a bass player when they were recording Legend. So <laughs> we had a theme going of Bands basically displaying their entire discography for you live. And technically this is still part of that theme. Even though it's kind of cheating because the band only had two albums. <laughs> but you do get a great showcase of both albums. Um, looking at the set list, this, this album features... I want to say it features more songs from Zero Machine 2. But it's only, what... 13 tracks? 1, 2, 3, 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 13 tracks. So it's re it's really down the middle. So it starts with an introduction. Um, Saber Machine, if you haven't been able to listen to episode 12, I'll catch you up to everyone. I highly recommend it. I talk about Saber Machine 2. I think it's a perfect album. And Saber Machine is kind of... They're an anomaly in the sense that there aren't many bands that sound like them. They are truly original. They are a gothic, artistic metal band um, with some classical influences as well. So this is it's metal, but it's a different vibe from those first three albums. This is in Owen, Germany. This is not an insanely crazy live crowd like you get from those first three uh, DVDs we talked about. This is a more... Like you, <laughs> it's a it's a heavy metal concert, but it feels more like you're going to the show. You're going to the theater. You know, you get the polite applause and you hear people cheering, but you don't see people going nuts. <laughs> you see like the the two people in the front like raising their hands, and that's like about it, right? I don't know if all German crowds are like that or if it's just the. You know, this band elicits that kind of emotion from their fans where you just kind of like, you're watching. Here's this guy in this black outfit and he's got the white face paint and the jewel and it's it's a sight, right? You get the cool light show. There's no screen or video for this concert. It's, it's mid-90s and it's, you know, an independent band. But you get some cool lights. It looks well done. It sounds great. It is a, a great concert. It starts off with an introduction, which is basically um, Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. That goes into Killer, uh, which is track 7 off of Saber Machine 1. And right away, the band sounds good, but you can tell, like, you can tell it's a live album. And you can tell, like, they're not playing to a click. Because there's a little drag Killer. Killer, it's a, 
a faster song with the drums. And live, they have to kind of slow it down, like... Like, you can tell, like, they're kind of warming themselves up while they play. But it's, it's still cool. It's a cool track. It's a killer song. Pun intended. <laughs> oh, that's dumb. <laughs> and then from Killer we get Carnival of Souls, track one from Saber Machine 1. And then after Carnival of Souls, which is always, it's just a cool song. Like, it's, if I had to choose one song to introduce someone to Dream Theater... It'll be a toss-up between Carnival of Souls and Love Never Dies. Carnival of Souls, that's the first Saving Machine song I ever heard. Um, it is, it's a great song. And it's a great live song, too. Like, such a cool, upbeat, great emotional song. Um, then you get Enter the Idol from Saving Machine 2, which leads into The Wicked Window from Saving Machine 1, which is a cool song it's, I don't dislike the song. I always thought when I listened to Saving Machine 1, there are certain songs I would, I thought, oh, I, you know, I'd love to hear this live. And The Wicked Window is never one of those songs. However, it fits this perfectly. Like it's in the right spot. It's in a great part of the show where it's, you got Enter the Idol, Wicked Window, we're kind of slowing it down a little bit. It, it's a cool song, a very cool live song. It's it is it is cool. I really like it a lot. Which then goes into a Legion. Legion is from Saving Machine One, which is another like fan favorite song. I can't say you know it's not a well known song because Saving Machine is not a really well known band, but it it's a cool uplifting song. Then from Legion we get Paradox, which is an instrumental which goes right into The Stand, that 16-minute epic that we talked about on episode 12. And with Legion and with The Stand, now you're getting a lot more of the theatrics. Legion, you have, you know, Eric Clayton draping himself in an American flag. The Stand, you have him kind of doing like this communion where he's drinking from this chalice and there's blood in it and he drinks it and then you see the blood coming down his mouth. Drink the blood of the lamb. Await the stand. <laughs> it's, it's cool. It's a, it's a cool visual. So then after the stand, you get A World Alone and Jesus Christ, which are tracks 11 and 12 off of Saving Machine 1. Two songs that really go well together. And Jesus Christ is such an emotional song. Such a great song. Oh my gosh. Like, ugh. Just... You know, basically, it's just kind of Eric Clayton just desperately crying out for, you know, someone to save humanity from themselves. You know, are you to take us from this this stench that fills the earth? You know, Jesus Christ, vengeance is mine. Jesus Christ, leave them behind. And then bring them to life, you know, without love, without hate, without pain, without sickness, without gain, without... Oh, it's such a great song, and like... The crowd is, like, really into it, too. You could tell. Such a wonderful, wonderful song. And then from there, there's a little bit of a break. Leads into Overture, Love Never Dies, and Saving Machine 2, which are the last three tracks from Saving Machine 2, which was the newest album at the time. 
Um, just a great, great concert. Just beautiful music. Um, it's more subdued than the other albums, but it's just a it's a great concert. I highly recommend it. Again, if you've never listened to Saving Machine, I think this is a good introduction because you get songs from both albums, so you can kind of feel your way around it. Plus, you get the visual, which is what Saving Machine was really known for was their live show. You get all of it, and then you can really kind of decide for yourself, is this what I'm into or not? I I, I recommend, I've shown this DV, uh, well, I have the VHS, but I've shown this to friends. Um, they all thought it was cool. Like even people who I never thought would be into this music really got into this. Um, Saving Machine live in Deutschland, highly recommend it. Number five, our final entry in this episode of favorite concert DVDs. This is one that, out of all these, I've owned this the longest. This is a departure from heavy metal. <laughs> But definitely one of my favorite concert albums to I actually own we own the laser disc. That's how far back we go at this. This is Simon and Garfunkel, the concert for Central Park. What's what else is to say about this? This is a classic concert. So this is nineteen eighty one. Do I have the date? I do have the date. September nineteenth, nineteen eighty one. This was recorded live at Central Park, New York City. In front of 500,000 people. They estimated half a million people showed up to this thing. This was a reunion concert for Simon and Garfunkel, who broke up in the early 70s. They were both doing their own thing. Solo artists, they got back together for a series of, for a tour, series of shows. This concert was a benefit to help revive Central Park, which was in bad shape at that time. Um, originally, it was shown on TV, it was shown on HBO... And then it was released on VHS. We owned the Laserdisc. That's a whole... Laserdisc is a whole other topic. (laughs) Why we got that thing, just... I don't know. We we owned the (laughs) Laserdisc. And I've... We've we've owned this... We've had it ever since I was in probably junior high. Late grade school, early junior high. So I've seen this concert so many times. And it is fantastic. It's Simon and Garfunkel... You also get Paul Simon's songs, some Art Garfunkel songs. It's a great set and just a great time. Like, they really seem to enjoy playing. And I guess I read something that after the show was over, they both watched it and they were kind of upset with their performances, especially Art Garfunkel, who couldn't hit all the high notes, which I don't think a single person who ever watched this has complained about any of the performances. It's such a fun, lively concert. And again, you get the discography, and you also get a crowd that is just happy to be there. Like, they, people are you know, just having fun at this show. Paul Simon, guitar vocals, Art, Garf- Art Garfunkel vocals. The band they got to play with them is a great list of who's who. You got David Brown, who is Billy Joel's guitarist. These are all these are mostly studio guys or guys who've been touring like their whole careers. These these guys know like they know their music. They didn't get a bunch of schlubs. Like these are professionals, you know. Muscle Shoals guitarist Pete Carr, Anthony Jackson on bass guitar, Rob Mouncey on synthesizer, John Eckert and John Gatchel on trumpet, Dave Tefani and Jerry Nywood on saxophone. The great 
Steve Gadd on drums, Grady Tate drums and percussion. You get Richard T on piano. So, like, yeah, you, you got some players here. And it's just a fun, great concert. What else can you say, right? Let's get to the set list. Start off with Mrs. Robinson. So you start off with one of the biggest songs. And everyone, from from that moment, like, people are into this. Like, everyone's excited. Into Homeward Bound, America, <clears throat> Me and Julio Down by the Schoolyard. Just a great version of that song. Um, Scarborough Fair. So you get... You, know, you start off with the happy you know, Mrs. Robinson, then you kind of take it down a few notches, then you pick it up and you take it down. They do a great job of kind of this, not roller coaster, but really taking you on a ride. It's not all just, you know, upbeat hits. It's not all just sad songs. They really do a, gr- a great job of mixing it up. April Comes She Will, which is Paul Simon joint. I don't know why I just said joint. I'm an idiot. <laughs> And then there, there's this cover of Wake Up Little Susie that they do that I never really liked, but it the song charted, actually. I didn't didn't know that this was chosen as a single, and the song actually charted. And people got into it. It's a fun little cover. Still Crazy After All These Years, American Tune, Late in the Evening, which is just a big, you know, kind of a party song, and Steve Gadd just... This is the first time I ever I saw Steve Gadd and had no clue who he was. And just watching this as a, as a I, a wannabe bass player at the time was just blown away by this guy. Like I could tell, like this dude had chops. And then late in the evening, he kind of does a little solo part. It's just so cool. Slip sliding away. Great song. A heart in New York. The late great Johnny Ace. Now. This is an interesting part of the show. Um, this song is not featured on the CD. If you have the video, you'll you'll see the late great Johnny Ace. It's a Paul Simon song. I never thought it was that great of a song. I don't know why it was chosen for this concert, but this is the song where near <laughs> the end of the song, you know, there's a line, you know, walking to the bar. Did you know John Lennon died? Or I don't know all the lyrics, but the two of us went to this bar and finally saw the place. And then this dude just runs on stage and tries to attack Paul Simon. <laughs> and Paul's standing there with his guitar and like security stops the guy. And you hear the guy yelling something at Paul, but you can't quite make it out. And Paul's watching him <laughs> get off the stage. And he just kind of looks back to the microphone, just finishes the song <laughs> like nothing can happen. It's true professionalism. It's definitely it's interesting for that. And I remember the first time we watched this um, Laserdisc together, my dad kept mentioning, he's like, what's the song where the guy jumps on stage? There's a song where a guy jumps on stage. And we're watching, and you know, song after song after song, and finally the song comes on, and he's like, I don't, I don't think this is it. And of course, like, this is, <laughs> this is the song. The guy jumps on stage. It's funny. So after that, there's Kodachrome and Maybelline, which I guess Paul... Uh, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel weren't very, like, thrilled with their performance in this song, but neither were some of the critics. I thought it was okay. Kodachrome's a cool song. Um, but, you know, looking through the set list again, I, I didn't remember that song, Maybelline. And then finally reading it, I'm like, what's Maybelline? And I kind of think it through, like, oh, yeah, it's it's a cover. Like, oh, yeah, I remember them playing that. 
you know. It's funny, those things you forget after so many years. Um, Bridge Over Troubled Water, just beautiful. 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover. Again, Steve Gadd, who created that incredible drum. Just... Such a great, iconic drum beat. Um, After that, you get... We're winding down. You get the boxer. Old Friends slash Bookends. Then you get the 59th Street Bridge song, Feeling Groovy. Just a great, cool song. And then it ends with the sound of silence. Just incredible concert. And then the encore, they play late in the evening again. It's like a reprise, but they play the whole song. And I don't know how I feel about this. There's part of me that's like, uh, why do they play the same song twice? It doesn't have the same feel as the first time. But then... You know, you end with Old Friends and the 59th Street Bridge song and Sound of Silence. You're ending kind of really mellow. And here you got late in the evening. It just picks everything back up again. And everyone was, you know, happy to hear it. Everyone's happy for the encore. The crowd was into it. Like, so it worked. It's always kind of tricky. I know um, Alice Cooper did a tour a few years ago, where he opened and closed the show with Schools Out. And there are fans who were kind of, some were, you know, thought it was cool, some thought, why is he doing the same song twice? So it's always a risk, but I think it worked. It, it ends the show on an upbeat note. Everyone left happy. Um, it's a great live concert. Again, crowd is going crazy. The band is just firing on all cylinders. Paul Simon, Art Garfunkel, seem to be enjoying themselves, which is always like, you want that? <laughs> if you're going to watch a performer, you don't want to see someone who's just miserable. They they picked really great songs from Simon and Garfunkel, from their solo stuff. Um, it's a great concert. Highly recommend it. And that, ladies and gentlemen is a wrap for this episode of Catching Up to Everyone, episode 13, favorite concert DVDs, and one laser disc for fun. <laughs> of course, I want to thank each and every one of you who take the time to listen to this podcast. Um, little, little inside um, information for you guys. So, so far, this is my 13th episode, and as of this recording, I now have 64 listens to all my episodes total. Um, I truly appreciate every single one of you who listen. I appreciate every single one of you who follow or like um, on Spotify or Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iHeartRadio. Um, I truly appreciate every single one of you. I hope you enjoy this podcast. If you have any construction constructive criticism any praise and thanks think it's great think it's horrible feel free to send that my way you can reach me catching up to everyone at instagram catching up to everyone at gmail.com i'd love for i'd love for you to reach out to me if you you feel led so (laughs) um i i really enjoy making these podcasts i'm gonna keep going Episode 14 will be released soon. Um, I I really 
just truly thank you so much for listening to this. I hope you enjoy this episode. Until next time, I'm Brian Janot, and I'll catch up to you later.